Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. And uh, we're really happy today. We've got a very interesting guest today. Um, today, Elgin Strait is with us on the podcast. Um, Elgin used to belong to the Moonies, or the Unification Church, as they call themselves. Um, welcome to the podcast, Elgin. Uh, thank you. Delighted to be here. Uh, thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's great to be here. We're really interested in your story. So um, maybe um, you could tell us a little bit about what life is like growing up in the Unification Church. Oof. Okay. <laughs> Just a quick um, one there. That's... Um... <laughs> Okay, why don't I, I? It's probably worth spending two minutes on the on the the genesis of the theology because mm, that okay. sort of informs the rest the okay. rest of the discussion about what life was like. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the Unification Church was started by Sun Myung Moon um, to sort of place it in in space time. He was born in in 1920. Uh, he claims that when he was 16 in 1936, he was born in, in uh, North Korea, by the way. Um, yeah. uh, he claims that when he was 16, um, he was visited by God. Um, and God told him the following. Uh, God told him that um, Jesus Christ did not succeed in his mission uh, to save humanity. And surprise, surprise, Reverend Moon was the anointed one who, 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 had, who, had, who had to step up. And yep. as part of this theology, there's actually had this whole theology, this whole like kind of quasi intellectual reasoning behind it as to okay. why it had to be someone from North Korea. Um, that's, that's the whole part of theology as well. Okay. Um, but and if you take a step before, like, OK, well, what did why did Jesus even need to come? What, what's, what was the problem that, that he needed to solve? Um, uh, according to Moon, um, the fall of man, as described in the Bible, um, was effectively the act of um, Eve first having sex with Lucifer uh, and then having sex with Adam. Um, and as a result of that, um, creating effectively a, a tainted blood lineage um, through that so-called impure act effectively. Okay. Um, and the whole course of human history that Jesus was meant to, meant to achieve, didn't achieve, and that moon is now on the earth to achieve is to um, create a new so-called pure blood lineage, people who are free from original sin. Um, okay. And um, the way that that was done was, oh, sorry, go ahead. It sounds like I, I was just going to ask you, um, so does that mean then, according to this theology, that there's essentially two lines of uh, of humanity there's one from lucifer and there's one from adam is that is that what 
No, 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 no. Okay. There was no, there was, there was no claim that that there was any any line of humanity from Lucifer. Okay. Um, it was it was still kind of understood that all humanity came from Adam and Eve. Okay. Um, but there was the, the like the first sinful act was okay. Eve sleeping with Lucifer, um, right. and then like passing that sin effectively to Adam. Um, and the whole idea behind it is they were meant to wait. Adam and Eve were meant to wait until God said they could have sex. Effectively. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, and by you know jumping the gun there um they <laughs> condemned condemned all of human history to basically all all evil in the world um stemmed from that one act of them having sex right uh, well i guess two acts if you think about lucifer and then and then adam but um all all evil in the world stemmed from sex effectively um <laughs> So you can imagine, you can imagine what growing up in this in this place was Absolutely. like with, with mm-hmm. that with that as the backstory. And I'll get into that in a second. But just to like yeah, co- yeah. just to complete the story on okay. the theology. So um, Moon claimed that he was the only one who could restore people's blood lineage to a so-called pure pure blood lineage. Um, I, the way that the way to do that was to, to enter into a, a marriage blessing uh, by him. So uh, and if he blessed you, uh, which is just a, like a silly ceremony where he wears like a Korean shamanistic crown and some robes and, and throws some some holy water on you. There's some other bits to it. Uh, but basically, he alone has the power to through through doing this, um, this ceremony to change your blood, your blood lineage and remove original sin. Uh, right. And so as part of that, he, uh, well, he also claimed he could see things about people's spirits. And as a result, he was, he was claimed he was the best matchmaker in the world. So what he did is he put, um, the first generation members of which my parents were, or were, were part of that generation. Yeah. Um, uh, he put them through these mass marriage ceremonies where he would choose mm. who married who. Um, and when those people went through the blessing and had kids, they created us second generation so-called second generation so-called blessed children uh we were blessed because we were not born with the original sin um and therefore we had this pure blood lineage and it was it was ingrained in us in in a multitude of ways from a very young age um that um it was our job a if we ever had sex outside of marriage or outside the bounds of this of this marriage blessing we would go to like the worst place in hell, like worse than uh-huh. Hitler, worse than Satan. We were, we, it was, it was special hell for us basically okay. if we did that. And our sole purpose in life was to, um, uh, was to be blessed to and marry another second generation, uh, and create so-called third generation, um, you know, kids with, I guess, theoretically less or, less evil blood lineage they were never really clear they made it seem like it was kind of binary between like fallen and uh, and not fallen but then they made it like super important that you then like had another even more slightly like more pure blood lineage okay um and so there's there's a ton of pressure on us everyone who grew up to you know get married to other other people who grew up in that same that same Mm -hmm. environment um, sorry, let me pause there, but I feel like that's that's kind of the backstory for for everything here. Wow, there's loads I want to pick up on there. I'm sure there is okay. for you, Celine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where to start. Um, I, I guess what I'd like to come back. I'm sure Celine would um, to the kind of original sin and um, mm-hmm. um, sex, and um, you know the the role of women within that. I'm sure yeah. Celine wants to ask some questions yep. about that. Um, yep. I suppose 
Um, so, so my original question is, what it, what was it like growing up in that sort yes. of environment? So, yeah. so uh, with all of that, um, doc, with all those doctrines, with all, all of those ideas, um, how did that affect your upbringing? How did that affect the way that you were raised, the way that you thought about yourself, and the way that you were treated as a, as a child? Excuse me. Um, so I have to say, I. Um... Everything I've told you about the the theology so far, um, I remember my father telling me that when I was four years old. Um, oh. So this was this was from a very very early age, mm-hmm. um, and there was a um, as as a result of that, I remember that conversation kind of feeling that like the weight of this responsibility, um, the, the 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 you know. Yeah, just just a, this huge, this huge, this huge weight of it's it's your responsibility to save the world. Hmm. Uh, that's what I that's what I remember feeling in that moment. Right. Um, and I had no idea what I mean. I didn't. I guess my dad did tell me what sex was, but hmm. it was it was literally the <laughs> the, the most like clinical definition. It, you know, hmm. like it's when a man puts his penis in a woman's vagina. And hmm. end of story. Yeah. No, 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 thinking, no context. Why would I I'm ever like, want to do that? Why? Why? I, I don't even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just completely devoid of of, of any yeah. reasoning or rationale or any, any anything beyond that of just like yeah. this is this is this is the only thing. This that was it, right? Um, yeah. And so personally, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I, I felt there. I guess the. the what happened to that and to most kids who I grew up with was, um, I get, well, a couple things. Number one, a huge feeling of like this, this weight, the weight of the, like the, the weight of the world being on your shoulders, mm-hmm. literally it's yeah. your job to save the world. Um, uh, and also a ton of guilt and sh- and shame around sex. Mm-hmm. Um, a ton of, it's, it, it's a big problem for people who grew up in that world. How, how can you have a, a healthy relationship with yourself and, and, you know, what are, you know, completely normal human desires yeah. when you've been told that they are the cause of all suffering in human history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, in my view, it's a tragic, it, it, it's a really tragic thing to happen to yeah, thousands of kids mm. um, to, to, to saddle them with those, with those feelings. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I was saying to Celine that when I was um, growing up um, in my own group as a Jehovah's yeah. Witness, um, like all cults and all high control groups, you always look at other groups and go, mm, "They're a bit weird, aren't they?" Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> so my parents did that about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so all we knew is kind of these mass weddings, um, and I guess uh, we've already talked about that. But what what's um, interesting, and I guess at the time, as a as a sort of young Jehovah's Witness, I probably never really gave it much thought. But the inevitable result of that is this whole generation of, of people like yourself who yeah. we, we can now talk to about yeah. what that was like. So it's absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating to me. So just sort of getting a bit more into the, into what it was I, like growing up. Yeah. I, can I just ask there, right. like, so I, I'm always fascinated, like what people knew about Moonies and like how yeah. they, how they knew it. Cause you're, you're a little older than me. Mm. Um, and you know, I kind of, I grew up in this world where, I knew that like people like 
I don't know, articles would be written about the Moonies and, yeah. you know, and, and we, we were meant not to trust them and, and all this sure. stuff. And then the media was what, you know, so biased against us, mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. But I always wonder what it would be like, especially, you know, you might've, you might've read something in the newspapers about like, you know, or, or heard something about like, you know, the, the, a mass wedding that happened around the time I was born, or maybe, mm. maybe, I mean, I was born six after my parents were, were married. So maybe you heard about that. Maybe you like read about it and saw a photo in the newspaper or something. I think that mm. is highly likely um, because yeah. there, there were, um, there were news items on it from time to time. There were yeah. newspaper articles, but there was also um, articles in the Watchtower or Awake. I can't remember which one, but there was an article about it. Um and just so I understand, those are both JW publications. They are, yeah, they okay. were their kind okay. of flagship um, publications. They used to come out every fortnight. And um, there was an article about the Moonies specifically. Um, wow. Yeah, so we did talk about um, this group. And, um, of course, it made no sense to us. We didn't know about the theology. All we knew uh, was these mass weddings. And mm-hmm. it just seemed uh, very strange. But... Um, yeah, we had our own strange things that we were getting on yeah. with. There's um, a lot of similarities already. And it's like, uh, yeah, there's yeah, big things yeah. that are different, like with the mass weddings. But like, we're talking about the guilt and pressure immediately. Mm-hmm. I just think of yeah. you, like dad and others I've spoken to, talking about blood guilt immediately. And this, like, mm-hmm. I've got to go out and save the world because otherwise their blood is on my hands is quite literally mm-hmm. what yeah. you're told. That's basically the same mm-hmm. thing. I, I, I've yeah. never heard that term. It just gave me chills mm-hmm. just hearing that blood yeah. guilt. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Oof, but it's the same thing it's yeah. it's the same god damn I've never yeah and you're before, a child yeah, and you're told that and yeah you'll look they're yeah. like I, I mean there was a convention i don't know if this is i don't think this is your story that this is someone else's but they were at a convention and they were told to look at their hands and then they were told like basically vividly imagine blood on your hands if you've not been mm. doing enough and you know bear in mind conventions are for Oof. people from ages of you know from being an, an elderly person to an infant so there's no Wow. you know parental guidance on these events you know well if you want to watch that talk you can because it's on youtube um it <laughs> was by one of the governing body mm-hmm. and yeah he he actually says that you know take a look yeah. at your hands and um if you've not wow. gone on the ministry um which is the, the name they give to knocking on doors or trying yeah. to preach and bring people in you know if you've not been on the ministry if you've done just a, a small amount you know have a look at your hands and um Mm-hmm. you know is the blood on those hands yeah. and that that was very much um as a child you know i i had to witness to my teachers to my school friends yeah. and all that because that was you know to save them from armageddon i, so. I felt like that as well as mm. a as a kid and i remember i remember one really specific instance when i was in i think i was in fourth grade so i would have been nine years old about mm. um and we were actually like we were learning about uh, the Korean war. Um, and I was like, all right, I know, I know, I know the story here. I've been learning. This is my moment. Um, um, and because so they, they had this, there's this like legend in, in Mooney, uh, I don't know, in Mooney mythology where, well, okay. It is, it is true that moon was in Hungnam prison, which is a forced labor camp in, in, in North Korea. Um, I believe he actually went there because he was um, he was like having affairs with people and stuff. Um, yeah. uh, like they, they claim it was a religious persecution, but it's that, okay. It was, re- I've learned recently it's a religious persecution because his religion was sleeping with married women. 
Um, uh, and so he went to, he went to this, this, um, forced labor camp. Um, uh, but anyway, they had this mythology that like when the, when the, um, when the labor camp was liberated, um, the, I don't know if, I I don't know, I don't know the exact history of this area. Either the, the Americans or the Russians were dropping bombs, um, all over the area and, uh, moon, because he was guided by spirit world, um, wherever he went, the bombs wouldn't drop. Um, and so all the people, all his like friends in the, in the, um, in the prison, like followed him, um, to make sure they didn't get dropped on bomb, didn't get hit by the bombs. Anyway, I, my nine-year-old self trying to convert my class, I told that story when we were doing a history lesson on the Korean war. And the the teacher's face was just like, oh man. That's, that's kind of tragic. So, yeah, it is yeah. tragic. It's very tragic. <laughs> so, um, so what did you do then? Because we had like rituals, if you like. We we had to go mm-hmm. to meetings certain times a week, and uh, yeah. so things. Did you have that sort of cycle of activities that you had to do? Yeah, big time. So um, there's we went to church every Sunday. Um, it's like year in year out week in week out like every every sunday we went to church um when i was at like 10 a.m uh like kind of standard sunday church time um there was also something else um called it's kind of it's the name has evolved over time but for for me in my in my era um it was called pledge um and what that was was every Sunday you had to wake up at five a.m. Um, so, and I actually remember we like. I still remember the feeling of having my alarm go off at four forty-five in the morning mm. on a on a Sunday morning, mm. and like my parents turning on the lights and just being like so sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we had to wear our like we had to wear a suit or like Sunday Sunday clothes um, with my whole family, and. Uh, and this is from as long, like as old as I can remember, four or five. Like we, I was, I was probably doing it younger. I just couldn't even remember it. But um, we had to, we had to wake up. Uh, you stand in front of an altar of Reverend Moon and so, like Reverend Moon, Mrs. Moon, and some other people in his family. Um, so pretty much every Mooney family has an, an altar to these people mm-hmm. uh, in their in their house. Um, and you do this pledge service every every Sunday morning. Um, uh, consists of a few things. Um, one of the main things is is bowing, doing full bows to these photos um, of the Moon family. Um, then there's some prayer, some singing, um, and you also read um, these. At the time, I think it was five, but then it got it got extended to eight different um, sort of paragraphs, uh, and each one is you effectively pledging your life to the moons and right. the, the mission, um, right. you know, I will, I will die for this. I will, mm. you know, that, this sort of like real pure devotion, um, yeah. to the cause basically. Mm. And, and a lot of it's to their divinity effectively. Um, yeah. um, and so we would do this and then there'd be a bit more like singing and praying. We were encouraged as kids, like usually the way the prayers would work is like one or both of, our parents would pray like for everyone. And then we were encouraged. And then we had like a unison prayer. Um, so everyone's praying together and you're kind of, I don't know if it ever happened at home, but well, so yeah, that, that was, that was part of it. But then unison prayer was a big thing in other, in other, 
in other parts as well. So for instance, mm -hmm. at, at a church service, you might have a big unison prayer at the end. So you might have a couple hundred people all praying together. And like some people are having really intense tears and having these, you know, supposed right. uh, spiritual experiences in that, in that context. So unison okay. prayer was a big thing. And I think there's this, there's this idea that like, we had we were meant to to suffer to bring some sort of alleviation to the suffering of of god the suffering that god felt when he saw all of his fallen uh children on earth and so mm -hmm. the more the more suffering we felt or the more pain we felt the the more the less pain god felt in, in i guess mm -hmm. in, a, in a weird way so mm -hmm. as a result of that it, it was just it was kind of like culturally encouraged for there to be a lot of like crying and a lot of tears shed right. in these in these unison prayer situations. Interesting. Um, that was I, I, I yeah, uh, and I think the other thing is there were a ton of, I mean that was like the baseline what I've just what mm. I've just described. Um, yeah. Then it, at there were times that wake there were times when, uh, actually every morning we wouldn't wake we wake up at at five on. Sundays, but like the rest of the week, I think at like six thirty or seven, I would wake up and we would read read like the words of Reverend Moon uh, yeah. before school. Uh, then we started doing that in the evenings. I never, I don't think we ever did it morning and evenings, um, but mm. we would like sit around at home okay. and read the words together. Uh, and there is a, there is a huge huge amount of um, indoctrination workshops and school programs for kids, basically. Mm. So every summer, I would go to church summer camp that was based in an indoctrination program. Um, mm -hmm. There are a bunch of so-called so schools around the world. Um, I, went to, I went to one of them in Korea for a year, basically did like boarding school in Korea there for a year when I was, when I was 13, 14, um, where you, you basically learn, excuse my language, but you learn fuck all, be, except, mm -hmm. for, um, except for Korean and unification church theology. Right. Um, and this really screws with people's education. It, it's impacting yeah. my education, but other people as well. Thank God I was only there for sure. a year. But some people were in these things for like their entire, you know, mm -hmm. you know, school career, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The What Should I Think About podcast has been going now since around November 2020, and we've really enjoyed doing it. We release at least two shows a week. It's about eight a month, of course, with Sunday being an interview and Wednesday being our discussion about a new subject each week. We love you, our listeners, and we really value the interaction we have with you, and we want to keep the podcast going. Currently, I pretty much work on the podcast full-time, researching topics, booking guests, recording and editing, with Celine working part-time, doing very much the same things. So in order for us to keep going and continue to improve, we've reached that point in the life of a podcast where we have to make some decisions about how we support it financially. Most podcasts have ads, either that are delivered by the podcast hosts or from third parties that interrupt the show. We really don't want to do that. We want to keep the What Should I Think About podcast ad-free. So we're going to try something different to most podcasts. We'd like to ask you if you think this podcast is worth a pound or a dollar fifty or a euro twenty a month or whatever the equivalent is in your own currency. If you think it's worth that, we'd like to invite you to become a member or a patron for just that. So how we're doing it is we're flattening out our tiers on Patreon to just our single lowest tier. 
For those patrons, not only will you get the two public podcasts a week, but you'll also get exclusive video each month, bonus content of at least one a month and probably more, and exclusive access to the What Should I Think About Facebook private group, where you can contribute to our Ask Us Anything episodes coming up soon and talk about the show. We've got other plans too that will make your pound or dollar fifty even better value, but we can't say too much about that yet. We really want to make access to this community possible to everyone, and we think this minimal amount will do that, while providing the show with a small income in order for us to keep going. So the next few weeks we'll be flattening out our tiers on Patreon and providing all benefits through the lowest tier, currently known as loss aversion, for just a pound or its equivalent in your own currency. So please consider being part of our community. Thank you. The link to our Patreon page can be found in the show notes. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, what is the typical schooling situation? So is it that most people, like, is it most people are going to standard schools and some people are going to these um, unification church schools or is it more people are going to those schools than not um, um it, it's it's hard for me to give you an exact split yeah but yeah. if if i think of sort of like the kids that i knew sort of growing up around mm-hmm. me um i think i was i was a little earlier before they really had the the, the school infrastructure mm-hmm. um so I think in a way I got kind of kind of lucky. So mm-hmm. for me, I went to normal public school in the U.S. I had some amazing teachers. I'm so happy that I had a like a great educational experience yeah. in general, um, with the exception of spending that that year in Korea. Um, mm-hmm. But many other kids went to church-run, um, you know, elementary schools, mm-hmm. uh, high schools. I was in a church-run daycare for a while when I was a kid, um, um, and I also well, okay. So I don't know if there's any, if there's any, I guess, yeah, I don't know what the split was, but I would say probably half of the kids I grew up with went to Mooney schools, basically. Okay. Uh, the so other it's a good half amount of to, kids. It's a good yeah. amount. It's not like, it's not like 5%. Mm. It's, it's, mm. yeah, probably like at least half and it would kind of depend on where in the country they were and okay. et cetera. But I get two, well, two points, like, I guess two points I want to make there. Um, it, well, number one, um, uh, we can talk about my podcast later, but I just I just want to say mm-hmm. the, the first full episode of my podcast, um, mm-hmm. Miseducation, um, we talk specifically about this issue in detail with, with someone yeah. who went to one of these schools. Um, so if people are interested, they can go there. That mm-hmm. was in high school that this person went there. Um, uh, but number two, and I think this is important, and this is something that, I, that I'm shining a light on in season mm-hmm. two of my podcast, is um, the Unification Church had this program, um, and I'd be curious if anything like this happened in the in the JWs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a program in the um, for kids. So if you think about all these 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 parents who are sort of like young adults who are you know fervent members um, for for a long time, then they get and they're they're basically like you know celibate for year years and years. Then Reverend Moon puts them all together. 
Um, for many of them, he says, you can't have kids for three years. You can't, you can't sleep together. You can't do anything for three years. No, right. Then after three, after three years, guess what? You have a couple thousand people who, um, who are all of a sudden go, go, going at it once the three yeah. years expires. Um, and th- you have baby booms, um, unsurprisingly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was um, they, you know, the, the church and I, I, I think the whole thing is a criminal organization, to be to be quite clear. Um, it, it's all built around funneling money up to the Moon family, basically. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they got a, they got addicted to this free labor source effectively in, in the form of, of these of our parents. Um, and then when they had all these kids, even though that was part of the theology, they had to have their kids, et cetera. But they wanted to keep that labor force. Um, mm-hmm. And so what they did is they created these. Um, these group childcare situations where basically parents would, would drop their kids off from a very young age. We're talking like three months old. Um, the parents would drop their kids off, uh, and go and do mission work, like all over the country, going to other countries and stuff, sometimes wouldn't see their kids for years. Um, and that I think is, is, and this is a, this is a, this is an organization that supposedly puts the family first. Um, they, I mean, this thing ripped apart families. Um, it's, It, uh, they should, I mean, these they should go to jail for doing that. I I, I think it's, so it's let's horrible. Just, yeah. Let's just emphasize that. So if I can just um, yeah repeat that in my own words, so I understand what yeah. you're saying. So there's yeah. um, there's these young parents um, who have all these children because they're now allowed to have children. So there's yeah. now literally hundreds and hundreds of children. Yeah, and obviously um, this interferes with the free labor force that the organization yep. has had at their disposal. Yep. So the answer to that is create these huge um, schools I'm putting in with inverted yes. commas yeah. to drop these kids off essentially. So yep. they can just be warehoused in yes. these other places. That That's what you're yep. saying. Yes. So that the parents can then go back and do whatever yep. work they were doing. And wow. I guess to give a bit, a bit more context. Um, so thankfully I was never in a place like that. Mm. My older sister was, I don't know for exactly how long, but my older sister yeah. was. Um, and in, uh, on my podcast, uh, the latest episode, um, I interviewed someone who lives in that situation for mm. till the age of seven. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's an absolutely heartbreaking episode. Um, uh, I said, I had taken a pause from the whole podcast for a little bit as, as a result yeah. of, of doing that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, actually, I, I, light on. Yeah. I meant to, I do apologize. I meant to, in my introduction, say that you have this fantastic podcast and, um, that was the episode I've listened to the latest and, um, yeah, yeah. that, that is heartbreaking to hear a, a woman now obviously thinking and actually, listening to herself back from tapes that she made when she was a little yeah. girl talking about, you know, I want to see my mummy and I love my mummy. And um, mm. it's just absolutely heartbreaking really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that is a, if you can, uh, there needs to be a trigger warning on it. I know you do have a trigger yeah. warning on it. Yeah. Um, it's a tough episode to listen to, but if you want to understand what's happening there, then yeah, I definitely recommend it's called falling out. Yeah. Your podcast, isn't it, um, yeah. Elgin? Yeah. yeah, so the podcast is called Falling Out, um, and I guess maybe we can put a, a, a link to Absolutely. that specific episode yeah, and maybe, yeah. the, maybe the previous one there, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And like you said as well, the the one on the schools, because that's the one I was actually mm. listening to. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, 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 we should. I think those are two really interesting bookends. Every mm. I've had some amazing guests. I'm so, like, I'm just amazed by everyone that, that's been on mm-hmm. the show. It's been awesome, such a great experience, but... Mm. 
there's there there's these kind of like really important touch points that I yeah. that I think are 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 kind of like stand out for for various reasons mm-hmm. at least in the context of this conversation. Sure. No, definitely. Like, yeah, because that's something that the the school side of it and um, yeah the the way that children are raised is is something that is often part of what I'm asking questions wise to people mm. and we're um, uh, spoiler working on a bit of a special on homeschool so because that's okay. something that is being done more and more in the witnesses okay. and concerns me. Interesting. Okay, so mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely should concern you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I I should say a lot of a lot of Mooney kids also did homeschooling. Right. Um, uh, because yeah, just for various reasons, like their parents were doing mission work. They weren't happy with like, I don't know, they, they wanted to live close to the church school, but they, they didn't live close enough and they still had to do mm-hmm. mission work and they weren't happy with the public school. So mm-hmm. what's the answer? Homeschool. Yeah. Um, that's there, there's a lot of that. It's kind of seen as this sort of like a backup option. That's. Mm-hmm. If you can't get as, to the yeah, proper infrastructure, kind of, then homeschool yeah. them. Yeah, it's kind of perceived as like better than a public school, which is crazy. Um, mm, and mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm not going to name names, but I know, I know, I know someone who did who did one of those homeschooling homeschooling things, and it was like their, it was it was a CD-ROM from some Christian academy, and mm-hmm. and their one of their history lessons was literally like, let's talk about let's talk about the the location of Noah's Ark. Um, like here's the evidence that like you know this is this is the mountain that Noah's Ark was yes. built on. I'm like, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing that concerns me is that you know it's like um, people I know haven't got any form of qualifications, even though they were yeah. obviously they were doing homeschool. But you're not actually required, at least in the UK. I don't know in different places, but in the UK, yeah. you're not required to sit exams. You're required to do X amount of schooling. Okay. Um, but you don't have to sit any exams so you know how do you know that they're teaching a syllabus how do you know yeah you know are they even required to to teach the syllabus that is required in public school or uh, do you just have to say yeah they learn history and they learn english and they do math you know what's going on i think it's the same in the u.s quite Mm -hmm. honestly i don't think there's a lot of rigor placed Mm -hmm. around it i think it's kind of similar it's like yeah, we're teaching them history. We we and we define what that history is. You know, yeah. I think that's I think that's kind of how it works as well. Yeah, so it's kind of um, yeah, that's the thing. I know that there, are, uh, we're going to talk to different people from different experiences. And I, I'm not saying that all homeschool should be, you know, outlawed and that it can't be good. But I think in the uh, circumstances of, like we're talking about here with like the Moonies or JWs, I I the motives it's the motives yeah of yeah exactly yeah. exactly like that's the thing there, there are some cases where i think it makes sense but mm-hmm. in these cases certainly you know the people i knew that did homeschooling their education mm-hmm. sucked mm-hmm. just gonna yeah. like like there's, yeah. there's no there's no there's no way to there's no way around that they yeah. they they got a raw deal when it comes to education and like mm-hmm. i said I'm, I'm grateful i went to an amazing school i had amazing yeah. teachers uh, they did me such a favor for my life, uh, mm-hmm. just having those experiences with them. And I think of like people I knew who didn't have that. God damn, man, they mm-hmm. they really yeah. missed out on something special. When you were, um, you know, at the public school, not uh, you yeah. know, excluding the year that you went away, did yeah. um, did do you think that they were ever trying to like, uh, quote unquote, like I guess help you knowing, you know, what was going on, or like were they just trying to make sure that you were getting the information or? That you, it's a you know so I mean? that's a really good question i think i've been thinking about this recently i i think i think some of the teachers knew that my parents were moonies mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and none of them ever like staged an intervention or anything mm-hmm. like that or came out and said anything mm. about it. I, and I don't think I got any particular, like sp- particularly special treatment mm-hmm. or, or anything. I feel like they kind of knew, but at least in America, like religion is this hugely taboo thing that you can't yeah. really, you mm-hmm. can't really address or, mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, like a teacher could probably get fired if they asked me anything about my religion or said, mm-hmm. Hey, I think, I think you might be missing something if because <laughs> of this thing yeah. in your life that they would probably get fired. So yeah. For that reason, um, I'm not aware of any special treatment that I got. Maybe I did, and if so, my hat is off to those people that that, mm-hmm. that, that did it. But I, I'm not I'm not aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. I just know that I, particularly when I was in high school, I just had some amazing like scientific educators who really just taught me how to think. I remember mm-hmm. t- I took an amazing course called the Origins of Science, which is mm-hmm. just that. It's just about how scientific thought evolved mm. basically talking mm. about aristotle and plato and, and just yeah. how people started thinking about you know trying to test hypotheses about the world uh mm-hmm. and that was really just kind of like like earth shattering for me just to mm. just to take that class it was, it was amazing mm. um, so did you get to do all the stuff because when i was growing up i had to be separate from a lot of the stuff that all the other kids would do so there was no christmas no easter no cellar celebrations no birthday celebrations i had to sit outside assembly and all that did you get to oh man that's horrible okay thankfully for me there was none of that there like you know although christmas isn't really celebrated in uk in u.s schools Mm. um um not in the well i know i guess there are some nativity plays when you're younger i guess Mm. so i was allowed to participate in that um um I went to, I went to birthday, I had birthday parties. I went to right. my friend's birthday parties. Um, that was all pretty, pretty normal. I would, okay. I would like, I, I would say, um, there were some kids who weren't parents didn't want them attending sex ed. Um, yeah. and every, this is like nor in, in America anyway, it's like any parent yeah. can opt their kid out of that. Yeah, that they, was they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, that never happened to me, thankfully. Um, okay. but it, I mean, I know people who, whose parents did do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then, interesting cool. um so i guess just before, while we're still on this little topic um i guess you know when you uh went away for a year to go to this quote-unquote mm. school um yeah um yeah what was like what was that like comparatively i mean did you know what you were in for when you were going um, no i had no idea um yeah it's been best described to me by someone who shared the experience mm-hmm. with me as board of the flies okay. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that is an accurate description mm-hmm. um oh my God. so um i mean imagine um okay so so uh, i don't even know where to begin um <laughs> you have there were um in my year i think there were 10 10 I think there were around 10 so-called Western boys. So these were mm-hmm. Americans and Europeans mm. and 10-ish Western girls, mm. maybe up to 12 on each side. So there are between mm. 20 and 25 of us um, just in my year. Mm-hmm. Um, there, were, there were maybe like five to 10 in the year above me. Um, and then maybe like another handful in the year above, mm. in the year above them. So just on the so-called Western side, there were 
maybe like four, I don't know, 40 or 50 of, of us. Um, and then they also, they had a ton of kids from Japan as well. And we we're mm-hmm. all living in the same dormitory. So they had at least that number of kids from Japan as well. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think maybe more. Um, so at least a hundred kids basically living in these dorms. Um, and I, we had, we were meant to have basically two sets of one set of dorm parents for the Western kids and one set of dorm parents for the, for the Japanese kids. So there was like two adults for 50 kids Word. for full-time care, okay. basically. <laughs> um, now when I was there, there was actually like a transition year. So there was a, like the previous dorm parent couple was there for a while to overlap mm-hmm. with the next, the next one for like part of the year. So technically they were like the coverage was doubled, but it was still, it was still like hundred percent not acceptable in, in terms of, um, that's a, looking that's after a big kids. kid to adult rate ratio. <laughs> that's a huge kid, yeah. 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 A, so this is why Lord of the Flies happens mm, because no yeah. one's looking after the kids. So mm. we're just like, and anything goes basically. Mm. And um, I mean, thankfully, like no one in my year got seriously hurt. But I mean, this is this is a story. I mean, this this is a war- this is a warning to the to the masses. The, the, the year before me, um, or maybe it was two years before me. A bunch of kids were playing on on the roof of a building, um, which I think any adult would be like, probably you guys know you shouldn't play there, but because you know because they weren't no one was looking after them. Um, um, a bunch of kids were playing on the roof of the building. They were playing tag. Um, I think it was a four story building, and um, they were they were jumping from one building to the next. Uh, mm. And and a kid a kid jumped, and he thought there was going to be a balcony oh. when he was jumping that he could jump onto, and it wasn't there. Oh. Um, this kid fell four stories and broke his back. Um, oh, and then, and then, and he crawled back up the stairs and no oh. one believed what had happened to him. Um, oh. He lived, but that kid should not have, have suffered that injury. Like there were, there were a lot of situations like that where like just people got injured and mm-hmm. I mean, kids are nasty to each other. If you let them, mm. if, if you let them do that. Yeah. So you leave a hundred kids sorry. together, just completely, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> unobserved mm. yeah. accidents happen exactly know. exactly yeah. accident accidents happen in the best of circumstances mm-hmm. um and they they yeah. happened yeah so maybe we could um we could move uh, fast forward a little bit yeah. in in time Elgin. Yeah. so um so i understand that you got married within the uh, organization mm-hmm. was that an arranged thing or was that something that you did yeah it was it was okay. it was i guess so reverend moon kind of um the paradigm shifted from him matching everyone to then yep. allowing parents to match their kids. Uh, um, and I was kind of like, a, like I, if I really wanted to, I guess I could, you could have matched me, but I didn't. Um, and um, a few years later, it was like the parents were just given this responsibility, this thing they never thought they would have to do. They were like, okay, now you, now it's your responsibility. Um, oh, no. uh, and there are these like ridiculous uh, websites where you know you, you could parents could like set up profiles for their kids. Oh my goodness! Really? Uh, to like to find they, they still exist today, as far as I know. Oh, it's um, like matchmaking Tinder. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's oh, like no. matchmaking. It's like cult Tinder, basically. Yeah. For parents. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But um, if, oh, sorry, I need to know more about this. So did you sit with your parents <laughs> looking through the through the catalog of? Uh, <laughs> Shall we swipe left? Potential? Shall we swipe right? <laughs> no, I didn't. It was. I, I, I think it, it, the way the way it was meant to work was that like, okay, I have to say like, so a big part of the theology is like 
you're not meant to desire anything or anyone. Okay. You're mm-hmm. meant to accept what is given to you. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we, I mean, I went to these indoctrination camps where we were encouraged to um, to basically prepare ourselves to be uh, matched to the person we hated the most in the world, the, uh, the ugliest person who was like the most annoying, like just prepare yourself to accept and love this person. Um, okay. and mm-hmm. that was, that, that was, that's part of my programming basically. Wow. And something that wow. I'm still trying to unpack now, quite honestly, mm-hmm. um, in context of my own life. But, um, mm-hmm. um, we were just, that, that's the whole theology, accept, 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 and okay. don't ask for anything. Um, mm-hmm. and so when it came time to be matched, I was like, I get, I, so I had actually kind of left when I was eight, I would, I'd left when I was 18. Okay. Um, Mentally, I left. I, I, I saw, I saw, I saw what was wrong with it, and I decided I'm done. This is, this is, this is not it. Okay. Um, but all this, you know, pressure remained to to marry someone within the organization. So I kind of thought about, it and I was like, okay, like if I could make that work, then maybe, maybe everyone would would win. Basically, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I could make it work, then my parents would be happy. They wouldn't look at my kid as some sort of half breed, um, right. and maybe everyone would be happy basically. So hmm. I kind of told my parents, I had told them about my doubts about the whole thing, but I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm willing to like consider this whole matching thing. If you want to start yeah. like, you know, finding some options, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there were a few people like um, that I like met along the way. Um, and at least there was this period where you could like meet them and just be like, you know, yes or no. Basically mm-hmm. it wasn't instantly like, yeah, it, was, it wasn't instantly decided, but hmm. there was no like, oh, there, there was no ability to, to ex- express any wants or, wants or, or desires hmm. in that process. The one thing hmm. is I remember my parents asking me, oh, so what are, you, what are you looking for in a match? And I was like 20 years old. I was like, um, someone that's nice to be around. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. That was the only thing that I right. could, could think of that I could say uh and um so i I met a few people um and eventually i met someone and we both kind of thought yeah this 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 could work like Mm -hmm. so let's do it and she was kind of similar to me sort of had left mentally but still felt the family pressure um and you know we liked each other enough to sort of say, all right, let's see if we can, we can give this a go. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, we were together for about 14 years. Um, we split up about four years, a little less than four years ago now. Um, and we have a son who's seven years old now. He spends half the time with me and half the time with her. And I, I think mm-hmm. um, we, it just, it got to a point in the relationship where we could, we could both look at it and be like, you know, there's some big flaws here. Like there's a lot of reasons why we're, we're not great for each other. And let's just, let's just call it what it is and start and start accepting that. Um, Mm. And so it was, it was kind of like this mutual process of just kind of accepting like this was probably kind of maybe a bad idea from the from the beginning but look Mm. no like like i still i still love her she's still my best friend my 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 ex-wife and we share we share an amazing son Mm -hmm. um 
and you know we're still there to support each other through a lot of mm. through a lot of things um and i think in a lot of ways it's because we can we can look back and be like well okay that was that was weird <laughs> like <laughs> that was <laughs> why did we do that you know and i think yeah. that's i guess just to kind of finish that train of thought is mm. like i guess going going through that experience getting divorced uh and being able I, that whole time that we were together, I never really thought that much about my upbringing. I never, I was kind of like, oh man, I threaded, I threaded the needle. I dodged a bullet. Uh, you, you know, I, I kind of, I won the lottery here. Um, mm. I never really thought about the implications of what I'd been through. But then when I, when I left, I, I started thinking about it. I was like, wow, that was, that was really a, a, a terrible, and, ha- and having a kid, especially, I, I started thinking mm. about it. I was like, it was a really terrible thing to do to a kid. Mm. Um, and it's, it was a terrible foundation for a relationship. Just this idea that your what you want doesn't matter. Um, yeah. and you know, conflict is to be avoided at all costs. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's so much wrong with that. Um, and I just started, I, I just kind of been on this journey since we split up, like, you know, three and a half, four years ago, just trying to understand that, understand what happened to me why I did that, what, what the whole structure of the organization was. And as I've done that, done that, I've just gotten like pulled back more and more layers on the unification church, but also cults in general. And it's made me really, um, just really fired up about exposing these guys for who they are. And, and Mm. just, and that's why I started the podcast was I just felt like no one was really talking about these things. And if someone Mm. was there to tell me all this stuff when I was 18, um, then they could have, you know, they would have massively changed my life basically. So yeah. what, ca- how can I maybe, you know, give people that sort of intelligence in, in a mm. way that wasn't there when I was, when I was 18 and these sorts Absolutely. of conversations I think are the, the best way to do it. So, yeah, no, um, I, I agree. So with you and your, your wife, were you both, yeah. had you both kind of left, um, by the time you decided to split up, was that, was that a process over, years or or was there a moment when you thought yeah do you know what i'm definitely out now was did that ever happen yeah yeah there was a moment and well this was the this was before as in out of the cult or out of the marriage so i'm thinking so again help me with the the time frame so um you're, you're what we'd call mentally out yeah um, but physically in, so Joe's. Mm. I know Pimo. XJW's I know Pimo's a Pimo thing for, G, for JWs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like you're you're Pimo at this point. You're you're in yeah. because you want to keep your parents happy. Yeah. Um, but you actually don't believe it anymore. But yeah. you still get married in this using yeah. this system. Yeah. Um. So did you then both um at some point decide actually we we no longer want to be part of of this religion and do the things that are required or did that only happen once you split up with your with your no wife? we we had actually i mean even because i think we were both in a way yeah we were both mentally out before we got okay. married then we got mm-hmm. married and we were both almost jointly each other's escape routes um right. because at that point we could look at our parents and be like guys, we, we did what you, we, we did the thing. We got married to another one. Like what the hell else do you want from us? Um, we're, um, That's really uh, interesting. so we, 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 we almost like could jointly help, help, help each other. And then, yeah. and then, so I mean, we, we pretty much stopped going to any kind of like church stuff. Um, and we had, you know, 
my my ex-wife had more conversations with her parents about leaving i think they didn't know how far she had gone in terms okay. of leaving before we got together and they actually kind of yeah. blamed me for bringing oh. her out even though she had yeah. already already left and she's explained that to them and she had explained that sure. to them but there wasn't a lot of church involvement afterwards we were both we were both <laughs> okay. pretty much out and in a way yeah we kind of helped each other helped each other to escape in a way right oh yeah okay mm -hmm. cool um i've got some more questions um in the time we've got remaining yeah. um before i do though celine is there anything else you you wanted to ask um um well i suppose just on yet? uh just on the point of like obviously um if you've uh, heard us talk before um a lot of the reason for dad leaving is because um i was on the way and he yeah. didn't want to teach me something that he didn't believe so there was an idea yeah. of like maybe i can coast until yeah. you know and i won't bring anyone new in but we'll see if you have a child that you're at least bringing one person in if you choose to stay yeah. um so i had to choose to leave Did, was mm -hmm. that something that had a impact so obviously um you've got your son was it kind of like mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna have to start you know being physically there so that your parents would be happy but then you're like well i'm a parent now and i can't you know do that it was that sort of playing in your mind as well um i think so I, I, well i guess like i said i i'd already kind of been out before yeah. so you know my ex and i were together for seven or eight years before mm. my son was born so okay. we were there was and, and we both before he was born we were both like yeah we're, we're not teaching him any of this church stuff we're yeah. not we we, we, had, we had agreed no no way this is all bs mm -hmm. or like like none of this um uh, and it, and if our parents ever try and ever try and push any of this on him, we're going to push back hard. Um, mm -hmm. So we had already kind of agreed to to that. I I, I don't think any of that mm. has changed much, with with the exception of I guess um, I think just having a kid has really really like made me think about the way that i was brought up and you know i think yeah. about that conversation i had with my dad when he told me all, i was four years old and he told me all this stuff about sex and the weight of the world oh. on my shoulders and and all this mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like you know like let's just play legos let's just <laughs> like yes. like let's go have an ice cream cone you know can yeah. we just do normal yeah. kid stuff i was thinking about today like i i went for a bike ride with my with my son today at, at you know 10 30 11 11 a.m on a sunday which is when mm. i would have been in church yeah as a kid and i was like this this is so much better um you know? <laughs> uh so yeah. Yeah. i don't know it just made me in a way really want to like enjoy all that time with him mm -hmm. uh and do all the things with him that that i never did with my parents basically um yeah. and so I don't know, it just makes me really appreciative of my time with him. And, and there are, there are many times when I'm speaking with him, um, we're doing things and I'm like, God, this is so much better than, than what I, what I went through. Like you're actually, you're having a, you're having a, a real childhood here. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and I just want to give him, just want to give him that and let him, let him enjoy yeah. that for what it is. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, no matter what, um, kids always want time with you ultimately. And that's what you yeah. remember, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. If that's, that's that's the beauty of I've been speaking to someone recently and just like the beauty of choice as well being able to choose what you do and like if that's just the simple thing like yeah getting ice cream or whatever that's what yeah it's just yeah you take that um that means a lot and and you know because of yeah what you've gone through you you realize that in a way that not everyone does which yeah which yeah is really important 
Yeah. And I think like for a lot of parents, that just comes naturally. They don't even think about mm-hmm. it because it's like, that's what, that's what most mm-hmm. parents would do for their kid, mm-hmm. I think. But, mm-hmm. and thankfully, I feel like, I don't feel like I have to force myself to do it, but I'm just like no, yeah. more appreciative of it because yeah. I didn't, I didn't have that. Growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when, when you left, obviously it sounds like it, it, it was a kind of um, a fairly long process of you'd obviously mentally left, you get married and you're, you're then gradually able to, well, I suppose I'll ask you, you know, how did you, so obviously the theme of this podcast is, you know, what should I think about, which is mm. basically, what should I think about this thing about politics? What should I think about this thing about morals? You know, what do I think mm. about assisted dying? What do I think about this? And so I'm interested in, um, in that journey from your perspective, yeah. I guess being in a cult, your worldview is kind of very much controlled yes. um, by this group. So how did you get to grips with that? And are you still going through that? Yeah, working out what you think about everything. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I I don't know if it's. I'm I'm curious how you feel about this. Do Do you feel like you've worked it all out? Well, um, I don't. No, I mean, I've been, (laughs) I've been properly left for yeah, must be nearly twenty five years now, um, and no, I don't. But but then I think, um, I think in a way that's kind of good because that's Mm. what you got in the cult, wasn't it? You got certainty. Um, about a whole range of things yeah. that, um, you know, you had no right being certain about really, yeah. you know? So I think having lots of questions and still trying to find answers is uh, part of what makes life worth living. So, mm. um, and having that, that freedom to, to try and work it out for yourself, what you yeah. actually think, I think is, you know, is, a, is an absolute gift. And that's for me, one of the, the greatest things of, of being out, um, so yeah, yeah. I think I think I, I think for me, it's it's yeah. It's like it's embracing the uncertainty because there's been yeah. so like every cult tries to put, place certainty on right. everything, and then mm. you get out and you're like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of shades of gray here, and right. you know, let's yeah. let's 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 examine those. Let's have let's uh, you know, and that's really really refreshing to be able. Mm. To do that, I, I think even just things like, although I have to say, I, I think a lot of people who come out of the movies, I think a lot of them kind of feel like they they struggle to articulate just like what they what they like, like what music do they like, what films do yeah. they like, like you, you couldn't yeah. even you weren't allowed to have those those things, and mm. so it's kind of a, a new experience to be like, oh well, this is what I this is what I like, this is this is how I want to spend my time, even just just little things like that. Um, mm. I think it's really meaningful to just to spend time thinking about that and, and, and figure yeah. out, figure that out. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of where, I, I don't know the the questions that I'm still trying to answer, answer. Okay. I, I, I mean, I know this isn't the forum for a debate on, on, on this, but I, I feel quite strongly that there is no God um, as, mm. as a result of everything that I've been through. Um, yeah. That's just, that's just me, and again, this is—I hmm. know this is not not the place to to, to debate that, but that, that's well, you won't get any feel. argument from me on this. <laughs> that's <one. laughs> that's, I, I, that's yeah, just something that I feel quite strongly on. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, I think a lot of people struggle with um, what's right in 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 the context of sex and relationships. Um, because our entire life you're told, you know, your purpose is, uh, to accept whoever is chosen for you. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's it. Uh, and then, 
and that there is no there is no discussion of any other of any other mode. And we're not we haven't even started talking about the church's views on on homosexuality, which mm-hmm. let me tell you are, are just are not very enlightened. Um, I'll just I'll just I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> um, ditto with Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, Jesus, exactly, yeah. exactly. So even if you just take that take that out mm. of the equation, but. Mm. Just you know this i this idea that like the only the only formula for success and the only for success in a relationship and this is this is the one thing that defines your success as an individual for all eternity is uh, your ability to make this one single relationship work. Um, that so I've I, I've left that paradigm. And now that kind of leaves me with, okay, what, what I don't, I don't know what that leaves me with quite, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. And I think that's a big open-ended question for a lot of people, something that I'm still thinking about. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that come on my show are, 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 are thinking, are thinking about that. Um, yeah. yeah what, what does success look like in that, in mm-hmm. that scenario? Uh, I don't have a good answer, but I, I do, for, for me, it's actually been really interesting listening to, um, just li- listening to to podcasts from people that are from you know, like you know just f- like from you know sex and relationship podcasts from mm-hmm. people who aren't aren't from that background so they don't have all these sure. hangups and they just they talk about all this stuff and I'm like oh my god I didn't even think that was possible like what <laughs> what is that you know and it's, it's for me it's yeah. been really enlightening just to hear all these other perspectives so that's that's yeah. something that I, that I think I'm still that's, I'm still that's really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. We've we've um, we've already recorded the interview on um, on Sunday. We'll yeah. we'll be playing it with um, with a guest who we talk about that in quite a lot of detail, yeah. and and then we we talk about it again together on on Wednesday. So okay, or next or a week on Wednesday. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we're we're very much um, yeah. We think that's a really important question that that yeah i think it leaves us pretty screwed up actually um to put it yeah. to put it frankly yeah um and obviously it's slightly different in in the witnesses although there are the doctrine or the theology is different but the end result is is very much the same i can imagine i can imagine mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah i think so, that the theology is different but as far as i understand like it's you're going to get married this is you, yeah. this is like you know eternal you, you will suffer eternal Absolutely. damnation if you break this yeah. like all, all that sort of stuff. You're getting married forever, yeah. for literally yeah, exactly. living forever yeah. with this person, and um, no sex before marriage. No, yeah. um, not even no that much getting to know each other before marriage. You no. know, like yeah, because yeah. the so, longer you're similar. waiting about, yeah, the the more questions are raised as to what you're up to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've got to <laughs> get on with it. You know. So what's the um, average like, uh, like I guess like courtship period? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Probably about a year yeah. and a half okay. at most. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, a lot of people well... get married in under a year. Like they've been dating yeah. months yeah. and okay. they're married. Which, um, yeah, I mean, to them they're like, oh, it's a nice long courtship. And I'm like, <laughs> We've been me and my partner have been dating for eight years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, part of that's because yeah. of the expectations, but part of it's because yeah. um, obviously without any any release. Um, sexual yeah. release for young yeah. people in their twenties, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, they—that's the only release they've that's got. The, yeah, I mean that's that's why I got married when that's why I got mm-hmm. married when I did. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. It's um, part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's I, the only way that you can do that. So it's like, well, off mm. you go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I think that's why people. Oh, that's why I made that choice. I was like, okay, I think this way I can do that and also mm. like not you know suffer all these other mm-hmm. consequences with family yeah. and yeah and all the rest mm-hmm. um yeah 
Mm, not a great a recipe, really, for a, no. for a, a commitment. No, or well, being no. like, I'll, I'll get married so I don't get disfellowshipped. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully I, I like them. <laughs> I, I have to say, I feel like this is a really big topic of conversation in mm. in my community. Although it, mm-hmm. it hasn't come up yet on my podcast in great deal. It comes up from time to time. But I would almost like to do like a whole episode just on this topic. Yeah. Um, it's good. Because yeah. I know it's a big one. Um mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten there yet in terms of the content, but I know I know it's huge. I, I would say it's probably yeah. the biggest issue um, for mm. for my cohort. I would say interesting, mm. yeah. yeah, interesting. I guess definitely yeah. with the emphasis that's put on, yeah, with the with the matching and the ceremonies mm. and stuff, you can't you can't imagine that's not going to have implications. It, I mean, it was definitely worse for girls um, uh, than for boys. I, I would posit a guess it's probably the same in the in in the JWs mm-hmm. as it is in most places. Um, but um, and there, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. But I mean, I mean to give you some context there, so um, girls were taught that because they had this so-called pure blood lineage, um, and if they lost that blood lineage, then they would go to like the worst parts of hell. That mm. um, if they were ever uh, if they were ever in danger of being raped, um, they should kill themselves uh, yeah. to, as a, as opposed to getting raped. Uh, and some, right. some girls were given, were given knives, basically they call them purity knives. Oh, um, gosh. so that they could commit suicide. I don't know if anyone ever did. Um, but, but that was yeah. the doctrine being passed that around. Was, yeah. That was the doctrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, there's so much I, I want to ask you time is, is kind of, beating us um mm, mm-hmm. Algen, I, I don't know whether at some point you'd be willing to come on again but yeah absolutely um, yeah i would love to would love to mm-hmm. I, i've just absolutely so interested I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to know more about the organization and mm-hmm. um you know it's um it, it's the way that it gets involved in in politics and, yeah um, that's a whole in, story that. yeah. yeah that's a big area i'd like yeah. to talk about yeah um I, I'd, I'd like to um to know or to get into this um to the theology around, um, you know, basically Eve being the problem, um, yes. sex being the mm-hmm. first problem, and Eve being mm-hmm. the second yep. one. I think that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yep. I'd love to get more into that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've we've taken up um, a good deal of your time today. Um, no worries. I, I suppose that the the other thing I really want to make sure is that everybody goes and checks out your podcast because yep. Thank um, you. it is so interesting. Um, and I think from a Jehovah's Witnesses point of view, as I say, the theology is very different, but the end result is very similar. Yes. And that that brings us, I suppose, in closing to the whole question of cults. Yeah. Um, we're not going to cover it all today, but um, how you, I guess you're on a journey like me, really, trying to learn about cults in general. And what conclusions have you come to Um before we wrap up about cults your own cult and how that's similar to others there's a lot of models knocking around of mm. quite, i suppose one of the most well-known cult authors is an ex-mooney and stephen yeah. hassan yeah what do you think about all these ways of thinking about cults um i guess i do I, before i answer that i just want to say okay. um I, I really i think there's so much value in having these conversations across cult cults mm, basically because yeah. and we haven't even talked about it but one of the one of the reasons i left the moonies was because i was reading about a guy who left another cult and i and there were so many similarities and i was like oh my god the same yeah. thing's happening um yes. and so um i just i feel like there's there's so much 
like we can all help each other um, to, mm. uh, and, and I think there, there's so much value in having these conversations across communities. And I've actually, I've Definitely. been wanting to do stuff with the JWs um, and I'm just, I'm really happy we can have this conversation and I'd like mm. to get you guys on my show at some point as well. Absolutely. I'd love um, to. I'm, mm. I'm trying to figure out exactly how we sort of transition from Moonies to other stuff. And, and mm-hmm. I thought it would happen earlier, but there's just so much shit happening with the Moonies to my language <laughs> that I just keep doing it basically. Yes. Um, so it's going to happen. I just, I just don't know when, but I want to do that. I just want to say there's, there's a ton of value there. So I'm really happy to be here and would be happy that to have this, this conversation again. I think Great. Um, going back to, I guess, in terms of cults and just kind of thinking about them, um, mm. I think, unfortunately, they're becoming more and more prevalent. Um, you mm. know I mean, mm-hmm. and um, in terms of the various models, you know, I've, I've read a lot of the books. I can't say I've read them all. I don't know if any, any one is, you know, more accurate than the others, but I think that there's a lot of value for me. There's been a lot of value in understanding Mm -hmm. the, um, the common mechanisms of control. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. So that I could go back and say, Oh, that's what that was. And that's, that's, Mm. that's what happened to me. Um, Mm. and part of it's, I guess part of it, I think is hearing the stories of people who grew up, grew up in my cult or other cults, but also listening to the academics who've like, who's, who've looked at the numbers and, you know, run the studies and looked at these, common threads across cults. I think that's really interesting to, uh, we talk about this on my show, having a common language. Uh, and mm. I get, I get contacted by people all the time and I'm, I'm no expert on this topic at all. I just talk to people about it and sure. everyone has their own experiences. And, but basically this, a, a common theme that I've heard from the feedback that I've gotten is that like, now I have a language to describe what happened to me. Uh, mm. and, and, and I can give it a name, uh, and that helps me to deal with it as a person. So, I guess all that is to say, um, I think they're a bigger problem. You look at what's happening with Trumpism in QAnon in the mm-hmm. U.S. That's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, when we talk about the politics, that was fomented by the moons uh, in, in mm-hmm. the 80s, which we can come to later. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I just think it's, it's a bigger and bigger problem. And as a result, I feel like people who've, who, people who've you know, been, been through it and come out the other side, their stories are more and more relevant. Uh, and, mm. and I hope can form a, a sort of a bigger and broader and more, more nuanced sort of cautionary tale, um, that mm. might help to get, to get some people out. And actually, I guess just the one thing I, I guess I'd like to say in closing, uh, is, is that, um, uh, probably my, my greatest accomplishment to date in life is that I, I know at least three people have left the Moonies as a result of listening to my podcast. Um, well, and that's a, for me, that's like the most, that's the most important thing I'll ever do in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I hope you guys get, get feedback like that from, from yours, because it's monumental to, to, it's to receive that. Beautiful. Like you've just given someone mm-hmm. something, something amazing. So I like, I'll, yeah, like it, it's all worth it to, for that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. No, that, yeah. That is absolutely. the best thing we get. Um, we, we've got quite a few recent leavers, haven't we, that are listening. And I think amazing. that probably is similar to what you said in the way that we're talking about, like stage three, I guess, of like, what do I think mm. about these things now I've yeah. got mm. out? So we've got a lot of recent leavers that I think, yeah, yeah it, get, getting to have listen to these conversations when mm. maybe you don't know loads of people on the outside yet because when you leave a call, you need to, you leave behind a lot of people. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. So yeah, I'm glad that we can yeah you know have these conversations yeah, I, and start I, I think we mm-hmm. we see ourselves uh, perhaps more 
more than um, helping because there's lots of activists as Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, I have to say you, your your community is on fire. There's like there's yeah. so much XJW <laughs> stuff out there. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It mm -hmm. feels like it's you know absolutely mushrooming. Yeah. Um, I think what we try to do is kind of the next step on, if you like, which is yeah. when people have left and then. Yeah, where, where, what do I think now? You know, what's yeah. going on in the world, you know? So not mm -hmm. that we ever actually give people simple answers or any proper answers. We, yeah. we want, I guess, to help people think through those questions and let them know, you know, actually there is a life out there and it's really exciting. Mm. Yeah, you've been through a really difficult time. Sometimes it's horrific, um, but there are some wonderful things to come and yeah. we kind of want to mm -hmm. to be in that place particularly mm -hmm. so we tend to get feedback about that more than you know you've sort of opened my eyes to something which is more yeah. for the um you know the lloyd evans and so on that he yeah. tends to yeah. help them at, at that earlier point so, yeah uh, which mm -hmm. is fantastic you know? yeah and i think well um, i kind of mentioned this before we recorded but mm. I, I i kind of want to do what you guys are doing but i just haven't gotten sure. there yet because there's been so <laughs> much stuff in there in the, in, yeah. the, in the beginning stages of like why you should sure. leave okay let me show you this laundry list of corruption yes and then, yeah. and, and neglect and abuse and all the rest yeah. and then you know yeah, we'll yeah then we can talk the about journey. yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, a, it's a long path you gotta start at the beginning you know Absolutely. yeah you gotta you gotta start somewhere and i do think like our community for whatever reason is it's just less i guess less like less evolved than than mm. yours like it hasn't been active as long uh, no. um but it's it's getting bigger now and yeah also, it's not as vocal yeah. but it's getting it, there yeah exactly but also i think there's a lot more jw's than there are i'm gonna say i think the numbers think. game is part of it I yeah mean, there's um i don't know what the numbers are in in the moonies but yeah. it's like eight and a half million um reported jehovah's witnesses currently in the world um so you and... don't know how many of those are just like really do young you, ones that get baptized do you think that's real is that now. like what, what's your view on that um, number i i think it's probably um i think it's it's historically been fairly accurate okay. um it, it seems to follow uh observation i mean i don't know if they fiddle the figures a little bit but it feels pretty accurate um okay. last year was the first year they reported recorded a loss mm -hmm. okay um, oh, the first year it declined yeah amazing yeah small yeah. decline but it um, might be easier to know that the jw i don't know if this is true it's just a fit it's just a thought it might be easier to know it's true because of the whole uh medical aspect so obviously that um, they, oh. they don't take blood and stuff so if so that'll be a data point that a hospital yeah. will have or something yeah. like that. It gives yeah. you something so, you yeah. can kind of it validate. It might be. It might yeah. be. So I don't know if that's 100%, but yeah. I just had I a thought the thing and is, I was like, that might be there. Yeah. The the, the congregations um, report the numbers and um, I think you'd start to notice if, you know, if suddenly or if, if the numbers kept going up and up and up and the congregations got smaller and smaller or fewer and fewer, then I mm. think it would start to become pretty obvious. So, um yeah, I think it's probably fairly um, fairly accurate. So yeah. I don't know what the numbers are in the. In it's the movies, a lot but... less. It's a lot less. Yeah. I I don't think I don't think it ever crossed a million. I don't think it ever crossed a hundred thousand. To be honest. Okay. Um. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think it ever got there. Um. And I mean, yeah. There's. I know there are thousands of kids like me out there, but mm. it's probably in the like max i would yeah. say ten thousand, maybe something yeah. something yeah, that, something that. like that um so i think that's why you get many more um and, and jehovah's witnesses are very leaky um they, yeah. <laughs> they lose a lot of members so you know they always have even when they were doing a lot of um, bringing them in they were going out the back door 
So yeah. Um, so yeah, there's lots of reasons why I think. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Right. Well, yeah. um, I, I guess um, I, all that remains for me to say is thank you so much for coming on the show, Elgin. It's been absolutely fantastic. No problem. No problem. My pleasure. It's been great. Um, again, we'll put all the, the links in the show notes. Okay, fantastic. Uh, people absolutely must listen to your podcast. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, and yeah, please, please come on again. It's been great. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to. Yeah. And I uh, would love to have you guys on mine as well. That'd be right. awesome. Brilliant. Thank you. What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production. 